And I'm Ian, and this is the only podcast that says... We mustn't dwell. No, not today. Not on Rex Manning Day. <laughs> Which technically was yesterday, but as we're recording this, but still. Happy Rex Manning Day. Yes. I was not here for Rex Manning Day. No. The girls watched it. And were disappointed because they watched it on... Like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what channel they were watching on, but it was all cut up. Like, they cut up weird scenes. Yeah. The scenes you would expect them to cut, they didn't cut. Yeah. And some scenes they cut that they probably could have just left in. It's weird. Yeah. I don't know. Short of trying to find the the copy Nancy has on DVD. Like, I, I looked to see if it was streaming anywhere, and there was nowhere it was streaming. I was like, oh, I want to watch it that way. You know? Yeah, yeah. I think it was on Showtime streaming, and I'm like, oh, I'm not paying for Showtime just to see Empire Records. But it wasn't my thoughts. I thought about it. I was like, ah. Uh. And Nancy even asked me, like, what, what, what do people do in Rex Manning? I'm like, it's just a reminder of how great Empire Records is. That's all. That's all it is. It's just a reminder of how great that movie is. It's phenomenal. Every April 8th, we just say Happy Rex Manning Day. And those who know, know. All right. You know. It's just one of those movies. It is. It is like one of those oddball movies that, like, I normally wouldn't like. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like my cup of tea, like you would think. Like, you'd think, oh, Sean doesn't like it. That's not a thing, Sean. And I love that movie. It has a great soundtrack. It does. (laughs) It's that one, and there's... It even has gore. Yeah. yeah it's crazy. Gore. Yeah. Hard to believe gore made it into a major motion picture. But yes, they did. Yeah. You know. But it's like, there's oddball movies like that. Like like that, The Cutting Edge. Um, uh, the one, there's, there's one with uh, Kat Denning and Michael Sarah. I can't think of the name of right now. Infinite Playlist. Yeah, that's the one, yeah. That's good. That's a great movie. And again, it's not like a movie like you would associate with me yeah, at yeah. all. Yeah. But I love that movie. And like to the point like every time it was on, it was like I was watching it and Nancy was like, You are obsessed with this movie and that's scary. I'm like, Ah, you're probably right. I need to steal back. But it's good. But it's a it's a great movie. Yeah. I'm I'm hooked on the um <clears throat> oh, fuck. I look it up. But there's some movies that like that <clears throat> that I enjoy too. Yeah. And uh, and I watch a lot. Yeah. Um. I'll rem- I'll remember it as soon as I type it in. Of course. The, the name of it. Yeah. Um. Perks of Being a Wallflower. I fucking love Okay, that yeah. Movie. It's a good movie. Yeah. Have you ever seen it? I've never seen it, but I, I've always kind of meant to watch it. Because oh. it's like, you know, it was filmed in Pittsburgh. and I think you'd love it. Yeah. Soundtrack's great. Yeah. Um, that was like one of the first movies that, um, um, the chick who plays Hermione. Oh, Emma Watson. Emma Watson. I like think one of the first movies she made outside of like Harry Potter to like kind of like. It's phenomenal. Yeah, like break out of that, um, Hermione. Yeah, it's just, 
there's one part in that in that movie that like there's just there's just a part in that movie that is uh just so freaking gr- good yeah and the song that goes with it is um um uh, heroes by david bowie okay yeah and it's just when you see it yeah you know what i mean yeah you're gonna be like wow yeah you know especially being from pittsburgh yeah because it makes sense right you know because we've all done what they did yeah in this one part where heroes is playing yeah it's like man that's fucking right yeah you know what i mean yeah and plus ezra miller's in it yeah it's good no, it's the other one I'm, I'm trying to think of. Uh... Oh, God, I can't. It's got um, Sarah Michelle Gellar in it. and I think Scooby-Doo. Yeah, no, Scooby-Doo. Ryan Phillippe. I can't really get any of the name of it. But there's like this scene... I get oh I can't even any I, I'm drawing a complete blank I can see it's that it, bittersweet symphony uh-huh. it, it's like he's racing the to 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 find um, Reese Witherspoon uh-huh. she's she's like leaving New York and he's trying he's racing to get to her uh-huh. and it's like as he's driving across like the Brooklyn Bridge or something like or some bridge in New York it's like it's like that song starts playing and. She's like at the train station and she's going up the escalator and as she's going up the escalator you see him waiting for her at the top is the song. It's like like perfect. Right. You know, you're just like, oh damn. That's like perfect music choice, perfect. Yeah. You know, everything was like perfect in that scene. Another movie that I watch that I absolutely love is uh it has uh why can I think ever? Yeah, we're uh, old. I think we are. Yeah, uh, the chick from Spider Man, the original. Oh, um, Kirsten Dunst. Yeah, and uh, as um, Bring It On. No, <laughs> I do love that movie though. No, another oddball movie that like I just love. What? What's uh? Okay. And I don't know if you've seen this. I think you might have, but <clears throat> Elizabeth Town. Oh yeah. Have you watched that? Yeah. Oh, that's a good movie. It's a good because Cameron Crowe wrote and directed that. Yeah. Correct. That's why I watched it. Yeah. Because it's got um the guy who played Legolas in it. Yeah, Orlando Bloom. Orlando Bloom. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But um, that's a good film. It is. It's a very good movie. The mu- music is yeah. just because yeah, Cameron Crowe. I know, but I yeah. mean, it's just perfect. Yeah. Fucking free bird part when the shit catches on fire yeah. and burns. Oh, fucking great. And they're still playing. Yeah. Oh, so fucking good. Anyway, I, that's just a good, that's a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. Diane Keaton's in that movie. Diane Keaton? I think so, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it is. He plays his mom. But, uh. Yeah, it's a fantastic movie. Well, but it's Cameron Crowe, I expect. Like, it's funny, like, we were just talking, like, again, like, we talked, like, I talked in terms of directors. Yeah, yeah. And, like, when I see, like, it's a Cameron Crowe movie, I'm like, okay, I'm willing to give it a chance, no matter, almost no matter what it is. And it's like, we were just talking about Robert Rodriguez, and it's like, 
that movie with that last movie made like the kids movie. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, avoid it. Don't watch it. I'm like, I have to. I'm I'm trying to complete my Robert Rodriguez. Right, right. You know, filmology. Like, you know, I'll watch anything Robert Rodriguez makes, and majority of it, even if it's the kids stuff, I like. Yeah. Yeah, this was just not. uh, Yeah. Not on par. I'll tell you what, I've been watching that I am absolutely fucking in love with. Um, And I said it last week, too, I think, um, is. Alfred. Uh, oh, Pennyworth. Pennyworth. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta watch. Oh that. my god, dude. I gotta watch that. It is, is not just good, but it is. Yeah. It reminds me a lot of Kingsman. Yeah. Without the comedy. Yeah. It's like a cross between Kingsman and Peaky Blinders. Yeah. If that makes sense. It makes sense. It is just so fucking good. Yeah. That it's just, it's hard to not watch it. Yeah, I, I want to watch that. It's just so fucking good. I, I, I just, I like it because it's not like, you know, there's not all kinds of whack that, wackadoo shit. Yeah. No Batmobile, none yeah. of that kind of crap. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a period piece. Which, you know, I like anyway. But it's just really fucking good. Yeah. You know, I mean, it goes off the rails, of course. Of you course. Know, you yeah, know what I mean? To, like, yeah. as far as politically and stuff yeah. like that. Not politically, like now, but politically right. then of what they're trying to. Yeah. Yeah. But, damn, it's good. Yeah. And his accent's really thick. Yeah. It's like, it's like, um, Michael, uh, McCain. Like yeah, thicker accent. Yeah, nice. Like, yeah. like real thick. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really good. It's like it's it's really good. It's probably uh, to me. It's probably one of the best shows they've put out. Yeah, like out of Legends and yeah, um, Doom Patrol and yeah. Titans. Um, this for me takes the cake. Yeah, I mean, this is just not only is it just well produced, um, visually looks good, the acting's spot on. Yeah, and it is just a really good show. I mean, it's just so yeah. fucking good. Uh, yeah, and what's funny is that that was on Epics, <laughs> which was like an odd thing for like Epics to have. Yeah, and now it's on HBO Max, and I believe they're go- they're doing a third season. And I think it's only two. Yeah, there's two. I think they're doing a third. Yeah, I'm on the second season yeah. now. It is just so good. Yeah. I mean, like, I like how Thomas Wayne's portrayed. I like the people that they bring in. Yeah. I like the time period of the early 60s. I mean, yeah. I, I liked everything, everything about, about this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, everything I saw, it looked really good. And it's like, I, I need to watch this. But it's just like, I don't know, like, with epics, I, I can never, like... I know there's like it's like their shits on Sunday, but for whatever reason, I just don't tune into it. Yeah, because there's a couple of other shows on Epics where I'm like, that looks really good. I should watch that, uh-huh. and I never do. Yeah, but this is on HBO Max. Now, now it's on HBO Max. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, but the, it's like funny because it was on, that was on HBO Max. I, I was like, I want to watch that, and I never yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's other shows on there that I say the same thing. I'm like, like Britannia looks amazing. Yeah, it does. And I just, I've never tuned into it. Yeah. And I, I should. I really, I, I just, for whatever, I don't take the time. 
but I have been watching, and it's on HBO Max. You should watch this. I'm surprised you haven't. Winning time. Winning time. Yeah. It's the the uh, all about the the creation of the Showtime Lakers. Yeah, I haven't I haven't tuned in yet. I've so, seen it on there. Yeah, starting yeah. with the um, with Jerry Buss buying the team, which is like. It's, this is one of those shows like it's entertaining as all get out, mm. but I'm taking it with a grain of salt. Okay, because like Jerry West is being portrayed as like a psychopath, <laughs> like literally like like he had like and I'm sure he did have some problems, but like it's like taken to like a whole nother level, and like and people are like oh Jerry West wasn't like that and. You know, Paul Westhead wasn't like that, and like, I mean, like there's like these portrayals of these char- these these people as characters that are like outlandish and making them look almost buffoon like. Uh-huh. And meanwhile, I'm thinking to myself, well, they couldn't have been that fucking stupid. I mean, they put together the Showtime Lakers. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> how does that happen? You know. Right. But um, it's still it's it's, it's entertaining as all get out, and like. Uh-huh. Even if it's like eighty percent false, it's still twenty percent true on some of what you're learning about that team at that time. Like, because I mean, like I mean, I know you and I. I mean, we and we've talked about it. Like the 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 Jordan Bulls of the '90s, like you know, the greatest team ever put together. You know, going back and you know the. The Last Dance documentary and everything, you know. But, I mean, we grew up Lakers-Celtics. Yeah, yeah. You know, we, we, we grew, I mean, there was only two teams. Yeah, yeah. You know, there, there were other teams in the NBA, but the only two teams anybody watched were Lakers and Celtics. Yeah. You know, and, like, and even for a long time, you know, the NBA was on tape delay. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, like the NBA finals were shown, like, the next day. Yeah, like they were played in in, in L.A. at like eight p.m. local time, but you know CBS showed it the next day. Yeah, you know, and it's, it's like one of those amazing things of like, wow, like who would have thought like a, a major professional sports league would be on tape delay? Yeah, you know, and um, so it's one of those those weird things of like. You know, what Jerry Buss does, in a way, is bring the NBA kicking and screaming in, into the 80s. Yeah. You know, and, you know, the Showtime Lakers, uh, the, you know, with Magic and Kareem and, you know, guys who are going to get added later on. You know, one of the greatest teams of all time against, on the other side of the country, one of the greatest teams of all times in, in those Celtics. Yeah. The, the Bird Celtics, you know, with fucking the Chief and Mikhail. the Mikhail and yeah, I mean Danny Ainge later Danny on. Danny Ainge later on, yeah, I mean that that was, I mean that was a good team. That was a great team, and like, and those finals were like bloodbaths. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> Bird was tough, man. He was. Bird was a lot tougher than people think he is. You know what I mean? Oh, Larry Bird was a notorious trash talker. Oh yeah. Well, so it's Jordan. Yeah. Not a lot of people know that. Right. Um, but the thing is, too, it's funny because you had the Lakers and then you had the Celtics. Yeah. 
And then you had the fucking Detroit Pistons. Like, yeah, like you know. in the in the late eighties. You, yeah. you know, you had the, the, those Pistons, those bad boy Pistons coming in. Brutal. Yeah. But you're right. When we were growing up, it was it was early on. Yeah. It was the it was Lakers. For the majority of the, for the majority of the eighties, it was Lakers Celtics. Yeah. You know, the the bad boy Pistons came in a little and, bit later. Yeah. I mean, they went to three and they went to three in a row, winning two of the three. Yeah. You know, and there are many who will tell you that they should have won three. That that first one against the Lakers, if Isaiah Thomas isn't injured, yeah, yeah. they probably win that game seven. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So it's like one of those things where, you know, yeah, that, that was a dominant team, but I was like, you know, 88, 89, 90, you know, right before the Bulls run. Yeah. But then they were. Yeah. Those were some brutal games. But I can remember watching, I mean, on that shit TV, I'm watching fucking Bird on, I can remember watching a lot of Celtics yeah. games. Do it was you, always on like ABC. Yeah. It was Saturdays. C- like CBS. Sundays. It was CBS. 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 Sundays, yeah. Something. Do you remember <laughs> the one time the youth pastor invited us to his house to watch the NBA All Star game with him? Was I there? Yeah. Was I? I yeah. Remember. Oh, yeah. It was Tim Beam. Yeah, I remember Tim. Yeah. But he was a good guy. Yeah, he was. Um,. But he invited us to his house to watch the All-Star game one. Like, it was like a Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Which is like, again, shows how far the NBA has come since the 80s. Like, yeah. you know, it was like Sunday afternoon and here's the All-Star game. It wasn't even like a big deal yet. Like the, the, the weekend wasn't a big deal yet. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was starting to become like, the, I think the night before they were doing the uh, the three-point shooting already. And I think the the the... The slam dunk contest. Yeah. Like that, that stuff was going on like the night before, but like the game itself was like, you know, one in the afternoon, here's the NBA All-Star game. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, what? But uh, he was taught, he, he invited us over and like we had lunch with him and he was talking about this, he was at, he, he was at a game or something, he, he, like, and he was like, and Kareem blocked the shot and he's like, and he just smacked it and held it against the back of the board. He's like, and he held, just held it against a freaking board. And you were like, the youth pastor said freaking. Did he say fuck? No, freaking. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, but you were still like, you know, he said fucking freaking. Yeah, yeah. You know? Like, yeah. He's a guy. Yeah, I guess so. Wow, I'm a little shocked myself. Yeah. What colorful language. Bring him as a beast. But when oh. he when he got old, he got old. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like he just couldn't pound the court anymore. And I mean the problem. These were bad. Oh, I mean, and and part of the problem was, I mean, he he was he was never built for that offense. <clears throat> but he adapted to it, and it, it, it's one of the things they talk about in the show, which is interesting. Is like, and I and I, this part I do believe that like he resisted <sighs> the offense. Did he? Yeah, like he didn't want. To run, he just wanted like he he would sit back and wait until the fourth quarter. Like in the first game, like the at halftime, the the coach is like, "I, I need you. You you've got to run the court. I you know this is the offense. We're 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 playing offense four against five. Yeah, and he's like, come the fourth quarter, they'll slow it down. They'll feed me the ball at the end of the game. I'll have thirty points." And ten boards. 
<laughs> and they win the game. Famously, they win the game on the final shot. Yeah. And um, the coach is like, give me the stat sheet. Give me the stat sheet. And he hands him the stat sheet. And he's like, son of a bitch. And Kareem had 30 points and 10 boards. Yeah. You know. So it was like that thing of like, Kareem's like, the game will eventually come to me. But at the end of it, like he figured out like, like magic convinced him, we need to run. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you run, this will be. He's like, I will feed you the ball in ways you've never had it fed to you before. All those three on ones and two on ones that you've been facing will be gone because of the way I'll be getting you the ball. Yeah, yeah. You know, and you know, history, history. Yeah. You know. Wow. Yeah. Smart man too, though. Kareem. Oh yeah. He's an intelligent person. He's one of those guys, like, when he talks, I listen. Yeah, did you see what he said about Will Smith? No, I did didn't. Did you read that excerpt? No. Well, look that up. I'll have to. Yeah. It's a big... Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure Kareem had plenty to say. He did. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man. Watching him. Good stuff. It was. I mean, especially with like with with him and um, the chief, with the the Celtics. I mean, those are two big men just leaning on each other, just beating the hell out of each other. <laughs> you know, that chief would never go down, man. No, I think he eventually retired out of Chicago. <sighs> yeah, I think so. I think so. It was weird. Chicago had got weird at the end. Like, if you look at Chicago on their last finals, I swear to God, on their last finals, right? Yeah. Parrish was there. I'm almost positive. I can't remember. I'm, I'm almost positive. John Sally was there. I know John Sally was there, yeah. Buddha Edwards was there. Buddha Edwards was there, yeah. I mean, that was another, like, you're like... Dennis Rodman was there. Right. But, like, like I mean, but, like, yeah. But <laughs> it's just so weird. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm almost positive that the Chief was in Chicago. I gotta look it up now. Look it up. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm laying money on that. If, if he was in Chicago, I mean, that's a long time. No, he was in, he was in Chicago with Jordan. Okay, let me, let's take a look here. <laughs> I swear it was the chief. Uh, his playing career went from 1976 to 1977. He played with the Bulls in, for, for 96 and 97. 96, 97, right? Yeah. That last year. Yeah. Yeah. And he won a championship in 97, of right. course. Bull, pull up Bulls roster, 96, 97. Uh, da, 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 da. Besides the ones we know, I mean, we know who's on the team. Yeah. Well, it kind of changed a little bit. Um, I think Horace Grant already went to Orlando at that point. Yeah. Uh, da, 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 da.
chat. So, Jordan, Pippen, Kerr, Rodman, mm. Ron Harper. Mm-hmm. Um, Randy Brown. Mm. Tony Kukoc. Yeah, yeah, Tony Kukoc. Uh-huh. Jason Cafferty. Uh-huh. Bison Dell. Uh-huh. Dickie Simpkins. Dickie Simpkins. I forgot about him. Yeah. Boy. Bill Wellington. Yeah, Wellington. Yeah. Keep going. Uh, Matt Siganetta. Uh, uh-huh. That's the team. That couldn't have been the whole team. Ra- Randy Brown. I'll, I'll, go from, I'll go from top to bottom. Randy no, Brown. I, I heard you. Jed Bulcher. Uh-huh. Jason Cafferty. Uh-huh. Bison Dell. Ron Harper. Michael Jordan, Steve Kerr, Tony Kukoc, Luke Longley. I forgot Luke okay. Longley. Robert Parrish, Scotty Pippen, Dennis Robin, Dickie Simpkins, Matt Siganetta, and Bill Wellington. Okay. Let me see here. Parrish. Parrish played in 43 games at age 43. Um... Who did? Parrish. How many games? 43. Oh, that's what I got in. Yeah, about half. Yeah. Um, minutes per game, 9.4. He was on that. He, Buddha Edwards was on the 95-96. Yeah. That's when John Sally was on that. Points per game, 3.7. So Robert Parrish wasn't exactly a, a contributor on that team. Nah. He but, was just yeah. there. I mean, there were shots of Chicago where you looked at the bench and, and it yeah. looked like they had the godfathers of basketball. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just kind of overseeing things. Yeah. Like like the old men in the barbershop. They were just kind of like, yeah. Keep playing, like, boys. Keep playing. It's like there was a, a five-year run where like Shaquille O'Neal played for like five different teams. Like It was like he played in Phoenix. He played a year in, in Cleveland. He went to Boston, like he was like like he was like everywhere for yeah. like a, there was like a five year stint where he just like he had one year contracts everywhere he went, uh-huh. you know, like weird. <laughs> like I think he went to the finals with Chicago with uh, not Chicago with uh, Cleveland, uh-huh. and and lost. Yeah, you know, <laughs> Shaq. Yeah. Or they lost in the, the, the playoffs. I can't remember. But it was like one of those oddball things where it was like Shaq and LeBron. And you're just like, how fucking old is Shaq? Shaq was a beast, though. I watched the movie Blue Clips a couple weeks. Blue, Blue Chips oh. a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And, and it's got Shaquille O'Neal in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I forgot. Like, because I, I, in my mind's eye, I still remember the lumbering... Shaq at the end I forgot like young Shaq and how how svelte he was for being like a 400 pound 7 foot 2 guy like he was yeah he wasn't lumbering around no at all at all he was a powerhouse yeah like even going back to like the Shaq Kobe years in LA like he was still like this powerhouse it was like like once he left Miami, and for some reason that's the shack I have in my head is this like, <clears throat> you know, lumbering old man. But 
Not young, when he came in. No, young Shaq was a fucking beast. Not when he was shattering backwards. No, I was like, I was like holy hell, I forgot he was this fucking good. Yeah, he was good. Man. Yeah. Three free throws were never that great. No. <laughs> no, never. But that's not what he was designed for. You know what I mean? Right, but like, I mean. I know, it's an important part of the game, but I mean, like. That's what always impressed me about, you know, the top guards in the league. Or, you know what I mean? Like, those guys can... Like, Jordan's free throw percentage was off the hook. Yeah, I mean, he was shooting them, like, with his eyes closed at some point, just to, like, challenge himself. <laughs> right. You know. <laughs> but I mean, like, it was important, though, because yeah. he was always getting fouled. Right. So, think of how many points he got just from free throws. Oh, yeah. But Shaq would just go up there, and it's like, it just... Every time he went to the free, free throw line, even before they started getting on his shit, every time he got up there, it just looked awkward. Yeah. It was the weirdest thing in the world. It just always looked awkward when he went to the line. Yeah. <laughs> He's just so tall, I guess, and huge. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like, like doing like a standing shot made no sense for him. Yeah. He had to looked, be above the rim at all times. Yeah, it was so weird. Yeah. Yeah, it was so Yeah, but you got to be better like a 70% three for... Like, I mean, you know, like, that's yeah. just... Get, get to be 80 at least, you know. Right. I mean, Shaq hit the line... Because you're going to get fouled a lot underneath. I mean, I get it. I mean, I understand. But but more importantly, I mean, they're just going to foul you just to foul you at some point. Like, you know, what's the best way to stop Shaq? Well, just foul him. Put Parrish in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got six, right? Go ahead and take your six now. So, I mean... But yeah, I mean, it was like it was like one of those deals where, like, I was just watching like movie, and like there's like some shots of him just playing, and you're just like, holy fuck! I Wasn't it Shaq that pretty much ended Lambeer? I think so. Yeah. I don't know where that's creeping into my mind, but I wouldn't doubt it. I I, I wouldn't doubt Lambeer was like, I'll show this young buck, and he got trucked. <laughs> he did get trucked. <laughs> He was just so good. There's a lot of guys that got trucked. <laughs> yeah. Who was the tall, skinny? Robert Ory? No. Oh, I wish I could remember his name. He was like seven. He was like seven four or something. Like he was like all skin and bones. Like it was like he was like seven foot four. Sean uh, Sean Bradley. Maybe that's it, yeah. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Sean Bradley, because, like, <laughs> he would just get, like, dominated in the post by, like, guys, like, half his size. Huh? Like, like guys were coming in who were, like, six foot two and just destroying him because he was so fucking weak. Gangly. Yeah. Might have been Sean Bradley. I think it's Sean Bradley. That's the guy I'm thinking of, yeah. I don't know if he lasted long in the NBA. He didn't, because he was just so bad. Yao Ming wasn't that great either. For a short period of time. You know, he had a really short run. I, but he was injury prone. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was his problem. He was injury prone. Like, I mean, for for... For Shaq's size, he was never injury prone. Right. Like he, I mean, I'm sure he spent some time out, but you know, like I think of Yao Ming, I think of like missed opportunity. Yeah. Because of how frail he was. Where at this, you know, 
I think of other guys who were probably of similar size, like um, Akeem Olajuwon. Yeah. Yeah, you don't like Olajuwon? No, never. I was I was indifferent to him. Nah, he's just a fucking man. He had, he I had, respected his ball play. Yeah. But I did not respect how much of a fucking whiny bastard he was. Yeah. Like, I always look at it this way. He has <laughs> he has two rings because Jordan decided to play baseball for a couple years. Yep. You know. That's exactly why. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's all. Yep. And, I mean, they brought in, like, Clyde Dressler to that team. And, yep. like, they loaded that team up. Oh, yeah. Because they knew, it was like, we've got X amount of time before Jordan comes back. We better get it now. Correct. You know. Yeah. I just, I watched so many games. With him. And just the whininess. Yeah. And the bitching to the refs. And it's just like... Yeah. Shut your mouth. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just... I, and I couldn't stand him. I couldn't stand Reggie Miller either. Yeah. I respected his game. You know who was the one person I always just wanted to see get the fuck beat out of him on the court? Who? It's John Stark. I fucking could, oh, I could yeah. not stand John Stars. Oh my god. Yeah, I was never a fan of his either. Oh my god. Anyway, let's get off the basketball. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because like I watched I was such an avid basketball watcher. Yeah. Like especially starting way back is when I could watch TV. Yeah. Because my brother watched basketball all the time. Yeah. So I watched I watched a lot of basketball. Yeah. I did. And even living in uh, McKeesport, I watched a lot of basketball. Yeah. <clears throat> and then, you know, growing up, you know, the Bulls were always on. Yeah. Even when they were bad. Yeah, this is pre-Bulls. Yeah. This is like yeah, pre-Jordan. They were on WGN at the time. Yeah. All the time. I watched Chicago all the time. Yeah. So I was watching Chicago games and then I started watching Jordan. Yeah. Um... And so I watched basketball. And then once Jordan retired. Yeah. Um, it's so weird. I just kind of left the game. I mean, Kobe had my interest. And so I watched some games with Kobe. But, yeah. Um, but like when, what's his name came in? Um, LeBron. Yeah, I just had no interest. Yeah. And it just, I don't know. I just. It's so weird because, like, with football, I mean, I've always watched football. Yeah. And I would figure the same thing would have been with basketball, but it didn't carry over. It lost me somewhere. After Kobe retired, that's when it kind of lost me. Like, I try watching it. Yeah. And the game is just so different from the physicality standpoint. Yeah. As compared to how it was just 15 years ago. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it... In, in the way it's become, like, such a three-point shooting game. Yeah. Like, and you would think, like, oh, that's excitement, you know. And no, like, I, I love watching a good, you know, pick and roll. Yeah. You know, I want to see, like, you know, the center, you know, getting the ball down down low and having the center kick it out. I, I love shit like that. Like, I, I love a good offense-defense matchup. Like, shit like, and, like, the NBA has just become such, like, a, you know, we're going to shoot from way back here now. 
because percentages say the more three pointers you take, you know, the more, you know, it's better to take three than it is to take two. Yeah. You know, why are we taking two when we can take, you know, I was like, oh man, no. Yeah. You know, I like the physicality of the inside game. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just not there. So, I mean, that's why I kind of, I maybe that's why I drifted away from it. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I was even like, I mean, even like college basketball, like the the complete change of the Big East. Like when Pitt was in the Big East, like that was physical, nasty street ball at times. Yeah. Like I, I remember watching Dwan Blair like just like completely hip toss a guy. <laughs> you know, and like the peers in the event center just going nuts. Yeah. Like like it was against UConn. And yeah. like, they had this like all star center and he just kinda hip tosses them. <laughs> and like no foul, no blood, no foul. Yeah. You know, that was the Big East. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. You know, and like now, like college, even college basketball is like such a shooter's game. Like the, 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 you can always say the tournament's always been a guard-driven tournament. Uh-huh. But like, it's just become such a shooter's game and not, a, you know... It's just the evolution of the game, and if you like that, that's great. But like me, I just I prefer a more physical form of basketball. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, there are those who say, "Well, basketball is not supposed to be that physical." Well, I'll, I'll tell you, no, it, it should. <laughs> you yeah, know. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Enough about ball. Enough about ball. Enough. Of, well, we do have to mention, um, you know, the passing of Dwayne Haskins. Isn't that weird? Yeah. He was the backup quarterback for the Steelers. He was down in South Florida, part of a, a group of guys who were down there working out together. Uh, I guess, from what I heard, his car broke down on the side of the road. He got out and got hit by a dump truck or some shit. That's freaking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Prayers to his family. Exactly, yeah. It's, it's like fucking crazy. Yeah. So. Anyway. Anyway. That's what I've been watching. I watched that. New episode of Picard. Starting to jump to it's starting to jump the shark a little bit. What? Picard. It's starting to jump the shark a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was like, eh, okay, um, you know. Yeah. Really? This is where we're going with all this. <laughs> I jumped before that. I'm like. Yeah, I know you did. I'm, I mean, I'm okay with it. Like, I'll, I'll go along with it. But there was just some stuff I was like, hmm. Yeah. Like, I mean, the whole, the whole thing, like, it comes down to, like, okay. They find out that, like, you know, one of the things he's trying to change is the Europa mission because Rene Picard, who who is, like, you know, Picard's great, 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 grandmother or some shit you know she has second she she's Q's influencing her to have doubts about going on the mission and apparently because of her not going on the mission all hell's gonna break loose with everything and I was like really and you know, Picard gives like a five minute pep talk and she's like okay I'm going <laughs> really you know I'm like come on man yeah come on now right I know I hear you you know 
It's, I, I, just, I mean, I, I'm just like, I'm in a point where I'm like, hmm, okay. Yeah. You know. And they announced next season, the entire Next Generation cast will be part of the third oh, final see, I'm, season. I'm done. You're done? Yeah, I, I don't want any callbacks. That was my biggest thing. I was even skeptical on Riker coming back. Yeah, I know you were. And, uh, but it ended up being good. Yeah. Um, like tasteful. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I, you know, I, I don't. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. I'm intrigued to see what the third season is going to be because the second season still hasn't wrapped up. So I'm intrigued to see where this all goes. But at the same time, I'm like with this season, like I, I'm now at a point where I'm like, okay, you've uh, you've gone off the rails just a tad. I was even kind of cool with, was it Einan? In the younger form. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I was cool with that. Yeah. That made sense to me. That was okay. Yeah. But I just don't want to be, you know, I don't want this whole send-off. I'm good. Yeah. I get it. I'm just hoping out of this, like, we, we get, like, a, a Rios spinoff. Yeah. Maybe that'll, that'll come. That'll be good coming out of this. Because he's phenomenal. That, that's the character I want to follow. Right, right. You know, yeah. even if he is with the Federation, I, I, you know, if, if, even if he is Starfleet, I want to follow that character because he's interesting to me. Yeah, he is an interesting character. I yeah. like the guy. And there's a story there that we can go into. Yeah. Um, maybe that was the whole plan. Maybe. Yeah. Um, but. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just having a different vibe than I had from the first season. Yeah. Well, I mean, you were nervous once you saw Q in time travel. Yep. Yeah, you right? I said that from the beginning. You I did. Like, you were like, I'm nervous. So <laughs> Real nervous. Yeah. So, like, I, I mean. <sighs> yeah, I just, I didn't want to, I don't know. I just don't, I, I don't think, I, don't, I just didn't want to see that story told. Yeah. It's just not a story that interests me. The time travel aspect hasn't been that bad until now. Yeah. Like, the fact that it was like, like I, I, there's just like too much like, oh yeah, we have to stop. We have to keep, make sure that Picard's ancient relative gets on the ship. And, uh, oh yeah, there's a Dr. Sung. Because there's always a Dr. Sung somewhere involved. Yeah. You know, like, oh, come on, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that yeah. just sounds like, oh. So. Yeah, I found the whole dialogue between him and I in the bar really good. Yeah. Like, that was really good acting. And that was, like, really good. Even time travel for stuff and the dog and everything. It was just. Yeah. It was really, really good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it was, like, um, him working the magic of acting. It was just really good. I yeah. liked it. Like yeah. father-daughter type of shit. Yeah. Going on there. And friends. And yeah. I get it. You know, I, the connection was completely there. Yeah. Like, you can actually see the love in his eyes for her. Right. You know what I mean? Because he loved her. Right. And then, like, it just went, like... Yeah, sideways. Yeah, once it got out of the bar, it was just like, ah, back to this crap. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I just couldn't... That's where I ended it. I think yeah. that's when I turned it off. I was like... 
It was like 10 minutes after they got out of that bar, and, and then it was just like, I'm done. Yeah. I was like, that's the best. That's probably the best I'm going to get out of this season is this bar scene. Yeah. <laughs> so. Because <clears throat> I like him. Yeah. As oh, an yeah. actor. Oh, yeah. Patrick Stewart's. When you when he talks, you listen. Yeah. It's just that good. I even listened to fucking him reading during COVID. Yeah. Seriously. Oh, yeah. Just yeah. to listen to him. You know what I mean? But not even this show. Can, yeah. Can, yeah. Uh, it's just a few more weeks and you get Strange New World. Which yes. looks fantastic. Huh? Which looks fantastic. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Oh, so am God, I. I hope it's good. I hope so, too. I mean, yeah. Because, I mean, I, 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 you know, I mean, you and I both, we, we love Anson Mount. Man, he was fucking great. You know, as Pike. I mean, he's he's amazing. And, uh, I, I just watched, I mean, the, late, the new trailer was released like, earlier this week, and it looks very interesting. Who's his number one? Um... Stamos? Yeah, Rebecca Romaine. Yeah, Rebecca Rebecca Romaine. No, she's not, she's no longer a Stamos. Romaine. Yeah. Okay, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I mean, and plus I'm I mean treat. Hopefully, I'm, she'll get as much ac- action as Riker did. One can only hope. <laughs> Just kidding. But like, I I like the guy that got that, that plays Spock. I thought that yeah. that season of Discovery he was very good as Spock. Um, I thought he was excellent as Spock. Yeah. Um. Uh, you know. <laughs> And I, I've seen some tidbits about like the crew, the new the new crew that we're gonna meet, and, I, and it looks interesting, you know. Yeah. So I'm intrigued. I mean, I'm very intrigued by this this series. I, I'm hoping it's at least lives up to my expectations because I do have. I need to say, like, I have relatively high expectations for it. Yeah, I know. You know. Yeah, me too. But you know. Seeing what they did to Picard, <laughs> I know. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it makes me a little nervous. I'm. Ho- I hope it's phenomenal. Yeah, but we'll see. I watched this season ending of Discovery again. <laughs> How yeah. weird is that? That is weird. I liked it though. Yeah, I wanted to watch it again just to make sure that I liked it. I think. Yeah. Make sure I walked away with a good feeling about it. <laughs> and I did. Yeah, that's good. Um. Yeah. I did like it. Yeah. It was very... How should I say? Not anticlimactic, but... I, I guess more more true to Star Trek form. Yeah, I, I, I felt that, that that season finale, more than any other, was satisfying... I, I shouldn't say more than any other than from the season. Because I thought that season season one and season two oh. ended very satisfying. Season three is the one that I was like, but this, this season one and season two endings were yeah. But season this see the fourth season of Discovery, I thought it ended very well. I thought it was very Roddenberry. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it was. Good. You know, and I I say that complimentary. Right. Like most people, are like oh that's a backhand. No, it's very complimentary because I think it would have been. Well, I don't think overall. I don't think Gene Roddenberry would like condone what they're doing nowadays. Yeah, I think the ending of that that season was very much in line with what he wanted from Star Trek. Yeah, 
Like, yeah. I know he, he like, with the next generation, it's like, you know, there can be no conflict. The, the crew gets along. They love each other because that's where we're at as, as a society. Like, uh, like the writer's like, well, what the fuck do you want us to write then? Yeah. Yeah, you there's know. no conflict. Yeah. Which is why, like, like, when they got to Deep Space Nine, like, everybody hated each other. <laughs> you right, know, like, yeah, right. nobody liked each other. Right. You know, so it's a very interesting, like, dichotomy. Like, once Roddenberry was gone, like, the writer's room was just like, well... Let's the, release the dogs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I hear you. I I just, I liked it. Yeah. I thought it was a good ending. I, uh, it touched on a lot of things, and it just made sense. The acting was good. It was, there was a lot of Saru at the end. You know? Yeah. I like Saru. Yeah, I like Saru a lot, too. I like that character. Yeah. And, like, I like the involvement of that character, and I like, especially the early Saru with the yeah. reflex and... Yeah, the fear and everything. Yeah, it yeah. was really good, and then, like, hooking up with a Vulcan, I thought that was badassery. Yeah. You know? Checking some plants out. Yeah. But, uh... <clears throat> I don't know, I thought that was pretty cool. I, I like that. I like that part of it. I like his growth. Where he's going, you know what I mean? Yeah. Burnham had a nice speech. He, yeah. He was my one yeah. tearjerker moment. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I get that. Uh, and, I, you know, like, some people don't like what happened in the book. Yeah. Some people do like what happened in the book. I like book for number one. Yeah. I thought he kept... For me, book kept it... Not necessarily together... But he was essential. He was a, he he became essential to the show. For me, yeah. Does that make sense? Because yeah. I like book. So, you know, when he spoke or he was involved, I like that. I like that part of that show. I I, I like book as a character. Don't get me wrong. I, I I just I thought it would be interesting to see Burnham carry that weight. Yeah. You know no, I, mean? Like, I, I mean, I get it. I mean, I'm yeah. sure they were torn on how right. they should go with that, too. But at the same point, it's like, you don't want to get rid of that actor. And yeah, I, I like, get he's that. He's a strong character in, he this, is. in this series. But I just, I felt like, from the standpoint of... Like, I, I liked it, like, you know... The, she was, like, the, the she was carrying... Despite the win... Despite like okay hey you're we're gonna she was still sad like you know and this the the aliens understood that but like it was like just this thing like I, I would have seen like how she carries that that weight for in the show yeah yeah you know yeah, I, I mean I, I lost I, book and does she start questioning other decisions because of that or yeah and I under, I understand that I mean yeah. I do I, I I fully get that yeah you know I. I think, I, I think maybe they should have ended with the speech. He was my one. He was right. this. He was this. And then she's left yeah. with that. Right. Um, but they went for the happy ending. Right. Do you know what I mean? To bring him back. And I, but I also get why they brought him back. I understand the, as weird as it sounds, the science behind what they did. Right. The I get stasis that. and all right. that kind of crap. I, I understand all that. Right. Like, I get that too. Like, I'm not upset that they brought him back, but I think... From the character of Michael Burnham, I think that would have been interesting for her to carry that weight of his death 
into the next season. But I mean, you know, am, yeah, I, but I am, mean, I, am, I, am I like pissed? No. But I mean, I just think from a character standpoint, that would have been interesting. But you have to look at it another way too. It's like how much, how much more can this woman put on her back? I mean, look what what she's gone through through every season. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's kind of yeah. like yeah, I started the Klingon War. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, right. yeah. I lost my mother. I found my mother, then lost my mother, then found my mother, then yeah. lost my mother. Um, I lost my brother. Right, but the you know crew, I mean? car- the, the entire crew carries that burden because everybody. She didn't lose Spock. She just left them behind two thousand years ago. No, I, I know, but what I'm saying is like, there's a lot on her back. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Right. It's not just. Then she lost. Um, Georgia, Georgia, or what? However you want to say her name. Yeah. Which was like her mother. Yeah. You know what I mean. So right. I mean, like, and then she found her again, and she was a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. So I mean, like, there's that whole thing. Right. So I mean, it's not like she doesn't have a lot on. Right. I mean, it would just been one more fucking ten pound weight to the backpack. Right. I get that. Yeah. So. But I mean, still, there's a difference when it's a a lover. Yeah, no, I get it. You know. No, I understand. And that's something that, you know... I mean, I mean the guy who was like, you know, the Klingon in disguise from the first season. The guy... Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was a little odd. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. But, I don't know, I liked it for some reason. Yeah, it worked. But that was some weird fucking science there. That was. That was like... Yeah, we were just... Wait, are you sure what's-his-name isn't in this one? We're, we're completely reshaping Bones. Where's Cronenberg at? Did <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. he <laughs> rape this? Yeah. That's something Cronenberg would do. You know? There's another spinoff I want. I want a Cronenberg spinoff. Oh, God. Oh, that'd be tremendous. Yeah, it, it would be. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I don't know what would hold. I mean, I don't know. Like he's part of you know section thirty one. Oh. You know, he knows shit nobody else does. Like there's that moment where like in this scene, like what could be more important than this meeting? Well, be glad you don't know. Yeah, exactly. You're like fuck. What are you fucking what weirdo? <laughs> yeah. Who are you? The Messiah? Yeah. Yeah. Well, like like. Hey, Cronenberg, what the fuck are you up to? Yeah, don't you worry about it. Yeah. You see, you keep working with this shit. <laughs> I got other shit I got to worry yeah, about. Yeah, he's that type of guy that no one makes eye contact in the hallway with. Yeah. They're like, yeah. shit. Yeah, here, fuck, here comes Cronenberg. <laughs> he's got clearances everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't go to the subtex. He's like, he's like Lieutenant Smith. Stop screaming out your mother's name when you masturbate. <laughs> yeah. Good God, man! <laughs> yeah. He has a board cube in his bathroom. Yeah. He's a play thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. Pisses on it. Yeah. It's like a... It's in the urinal. Yeah. He's just here. You shall be assimilated. Like, like, a, little, like a little squeaky voice. Like, yeah. Like, you shall be assimilated. You... Yeah. I've seen worse. Yeah. Here, take my captain's log. (laughs) (laughs) Captain's log. Yeah. 
246. Yeah. <laughs> Picture him like standing over there, taking notes about, you know, oh, see a, a soft consistency, maybe a slight bit runny. <laughs> yeah. And I need to add more peas to my diet. Cronenberg's <laughs> a strange character. Yeah. Seriously. Oh, yeah. That's what I mean. Like, I, I think a series, like a Section 31 series, would be interesting with him in it. Yeah. Like, you know. But that's just me. You know, I'm a different person. It's just so weird that he was in it. Yeah, I mean, like... I can't understand the connection. I, I mean... He's got to be a he fan. He doesn't have to do this. He's got to be a fan. Like, he's got to be, like, a hardcore track fan to, like, say, like... It must be. I, I, I want to be in this. I want to be this character. You know? And, like, like it's got to be, like, Star Trek people, too. Like, okay, who's the creepiest motherfucker we know that likes Star Trek? Why well, I hear Cronenberg... Cronenberg, bring him in. Let's give him a call. We got the perfect role for you, motherfucker. <laughs> you know. And he's like, I get to be in Star Trek. Okay, yeah, I love it. I'm up. I'm up for that. Yeah. He's not even worth that much money. I thought he would be worth way more than what he is. I was. I've, I don't know. I've been on this net worth thing. Yeah. He's only worth about fifteen mil. Still, it's fifteen million. Yeah. But I, I, I'm sure he's a guy. Like, if you think about it, like, he hasn't, like, outside of, like, The Fly, like, he hasn't made movies that you're, like, they're, like, household names. No. You know what I mean? No. Like, I respect him as an artist and everything, but, I mean, I even I got to admit, like, I mean, he's just, he's not a guy, like, I think of right away as, like, great directors. And you should, because he's a great director. Right. Oh. Keep that at bay, sir. <laughs> a little, a little squeaker there. I'm just looking at his films. That's all. Yeah. Just quick. That's a quick glance. We want to go for director, not actor. Yeah. Ah. <sighs> Death of David Cronenberg, video short, 2021. <laughs> nice. Uh, Crimes of the Future, that's coming. Yeah. Short. Yeah, you're right. There's a short film called At the Suicide of the Last Jew in the World in the Last Cinema in the World. Well, that's strange. Um... Spider. A lot of short films. Yeah. Existence Z. M. Butterfly. Naked Lunch. Dead Ringers. Yeah. Friday the 13th series. The Fly. Dead Zen. Dead Zen. Video Drum. Scanners. Yeah. The Brood. Rabid. A show called Peep Show in 1976. Nice. Nice. <laughs> I expect nothing less from Cronenberg. Crimes of the Future, 1970. So he's redoing one of his old things. Yeah. And his first short was done, a uh, thing called Transfer in 1966. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. He's only directed 45 movies. I this... find that interesting. <sighs> Not everybody Spielberg has to make like three fucking movies a year. Yeah. 
Uh, like guys like that, it's like fascinating. Like, like how Spielberg can have like two movies out in the same year, like bothers me. Like, how is that possible? I didn't know he was in Jason X. Then he was. Yeah, you probably locked that out of your head. I think I did. Yeah. We're just seeing what he's acting in. Yeah. Nightbreed, of course, it was Decker. But... Yeah. <laughs> Shivers. Oh my. Anyway. Yeah. So the reason I was looking into today, I was looking into uh, net worth of people. Yeah. So we're both going to Comic Con. Yeah. Or yeah. Steel City Con. Yeah. Not Comic Con. There's not really a Pittsburgh Comic Con. No, there's not anymore. But Steel City Con is the um, closest you get. Yeah. And yeah. this was not planned, by the way. Huh? We didn't plan this. What, to go? Yeah. No. But. Happy coincidence. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but um, the interesting thing is Christy Brinkley's going to be there. No, she's not. Oh, she bagged out. At the, like, she apparently got sick on Friday. Oh, great. Yeah. Not that it matters. Right. But what I'm saying is she's there and what's her name's there? Heather Thomas. Heather Thomas. Yeah. Okay. So I'm like, okay, you know. So I'm like looking at the, uh, you know, uh, list of actors and and the prices of things. Yeah. You know, like autos and stuff like that. Yeah. (laughs) And so England's going to be there. Yeah, Robert England. Yeah, and that's who Brie wants to meet. Yeah. Um, Or they both do. And then... uh, I wouldn't pay for the autograph. I mean, I would, but Chevy Chase is going to be there. I yeah. wish I can care less. I mean, I like Chevy Chase. Yeah, but che- I, Chevy's the big name. Yeah, but not to me. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. I wouldn't pay for that auto. Yeah, no, neither would I. I think the only thing I liked the guy in, I heard he's a dick anyway, but the only thing I liked him in was Christmas Vacation. And there was a couple shows I liked him in, but I mean, like, nothing. Well, I liked him in Everything Vacation. I liked him as Fletch. Yeah, I, Funny Farm's a great movie. Caddyshack. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't like Caddyshack as much as most people do. Yeah, okay. Like I love Caddyshack. I right. think it's an amazing film. Yeah, cracks me up every time I watch it. I'm just, I'm just not a huge. I like Chevy Chase, but I'm not a huge Chevy Chase fan. Right. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't blame you. It's that kind of act. I don't know. It's it's his acting. I think. I just I don't appreciate it. I, I appreciate it in Vacation. Yeah. But I don't appreciate it in other movies for some reason. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I liked Fletch. Yeah. Um, but, so anyway, um, and he's going to be there. And then, uh, Buck Brown, um, Buck Brown, um, Back to the Future, um, Buckaroo Bonsai, um, oh, um, I can name the movies, but I can't name the actors. Yeah. Peter Weller. Christopher Lloyd. Oh, Christopher Lloyd. Yeah. Okay. Christopher Lloyd's going to be there. He wasn't back Buckaroo Bonsai. Yeah, I think so. <clears throat> Who was he in Buckaroo Bonsai? Oh, yeah, he was. Yeah, he's one of the Yeah, he's henchmen. one of the, le- the, the lectoids, yeah. Lectoids. Yeah, he, John, John Big Booty. Yeah. 
Come on now. Okay, I grew up <laughs> after I thought about it, I'm like, okay, yeah, that's right. He was drawing big, big bootay, big bootay. Okay. Yeah. So he's going to be there, uh, which I would more want an autograph from him yeah. than I would want, but they're still like $160. Yeah. It's outrageous. It is. It's outrageous. So I'm going down. Uh, Reese's like 60 bucks. Yeah. Which I might get that. Yeah. Because um, I enjoyed all of her stuff. Um, plus she was Adams. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's a big thing. Yeah. Um, but she's not signing anything from Black Snake Moon. <laughs> yeah. And seriously. It was said that she's yeah. not doing that. But um, but anyway, so I'm looking down the price list of... Are you on it? Yeah, I'm looking Okay, right look now. at that price list and tell me, tell me, tell the audience what fucking Christy Brinkley's number is. For a photo. Autograph photo. Let's see. Is she up at the top? Hundred bucks. That is insane. That is. Okay. So I was like, why? Yeah. Okay, because I mean like it's Christy Brinkley. Yeah. Okay. I mean Heather Thomas is like fifty or some shit like that. Yeah. So I was like, let's look, you know. Let's look at the so Heather Thomas's net worth is like a couple million. Yeah. You know what I mean? Christy Brinkley is worth like almost a hundred million, I think. Yeah. I mean, she married a rich guy, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. She owns like a shit ton of real estate in upstate New York, I think. Right? Yeah. Billy Joel was one of her yeah, marriages. Actually, yeah. I mean, she has money. Like, her net worth is huge. Yeah. Why are you charging people $100 for your autograph? Yeah. That that astounds me. Now, for... What's her name? Heather Thomas. I get it. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah. I mean, like, the strugglers down there. You know what I mean? Like, I get that. Yeah, she's between 40 to $70. Yeah. So, you know... Hundred dollars. I was like, she, you, you could take that and throw it up your ass. There are some people on here though. It's like hundred dollars. Like some of them, I get. Like okay, like John Barenthal, sixty bucks. You know, he he. First off, he is still a working actor. Yeah. He's an actor in demand. Yeah. You know, and you know he's been. He was on one. Of, you know, one of the best TV shows mm-hmm. for a long time in The Walking Dead, and also, I mean. He was the fucking Punisher. Mm-hmm. I, I get where you, you come to a Comic Con and you, you charge sixty bucks. Yeah, you know, Heather Landing Camp, sixty bucks. I get that as well. Yeah, because she's she, an icon. She's an icon. She's a horror icon. You know, so I, I get that. Anthony and Michael Hall between fifty and hundred bucks. Yeah. I get. I mean, I don't know. Like, it's like one of those oddball things where, like, you know, I get it. Like when we went, yeah. They were both there from Weird Science. All three of them were there yeah. from Weird Science. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, but there by himself. But he was. But he was also in a, a vacation movie. <laughs> you know, we forget about that. But like some of them, like sixteen camera. Yeah, and sixteen. Like Stephen Ogg. Like he was like a background character on The Walking Dead. Yeah. He wasn't a main character. He was a background character. He's better known as a voice actor from like like, um, you know uh, what, what's the one? Uh, the 
I can't think of the name of the game now. It's uh, Grand Theft Auto. Okay. You know, 50 bucks for his autograph. Child, please. Like, some of these guys, like, like, I don't even know who they are. You know? Mm. And that's like, yeah, 60 bucks, 40 bucks. So, Ethan Embry, 40 bucks. The only thing I can think of him from right now off the top of my head is he was in Empire Records. Yeah, he was in that thing you do. Yeah. But he's a lot of yeah. sub-characters. Wasn't he in CSO Punk or? I don't know. I think probably, yeah. Anyway. So. So, yeah, but we're going to that tomorrow. I, I'm like, cause the whole reason we're going is because Nancy wants to see Darby Allen. He's a wrestler in AEW. Oh, okay. And uh, she likes him a lot. Is she going to get his autograph? Yeah. Which I can't wait for because she, like, when she gets around, like, like she gets starstruck very easily. Mm-hmm. Like, she gets starstruck in front of Lou Ferrigno. <laughs> Don't worry, he can't hear you. <laughs> well, that's, that's the fun. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, we went to this Comic-Con, like... There's Lou Ferrigno, and she's like, I want his autograph. I'm like, okay, let's go get his autograph. And, like, she, like, wouldn't say a fucking thing to him. I'm like, yeah, big fan. I love you as the Hulk. She she knows you from that, that one, that, that show, King of Queens, and uh, big fans. And he signs the autograph. Like, she's like, 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 just, like, leaning back and forth, like, like, like a goon with a big, like, goofy grin on her face. And I'm like... Lou fucking Ferrigno. <laughs> you know, I mean, he's not that important. So then we, we left and we were, we got in line for, um, uh, the guy who played Darth Maul. Ray Park. Ray Park. We're standing in line for him and it was taking for fucking ever. There was like hardly anybody in line, but like these fucking people in front were like having a Q and A with him all by themselves. Oh God. Yeah. I was like, come on, man. There's like 10 people in line. Yeah, you know, you're holding. I, I stood in line for a half hour, not moving. I'm like, fuck this. But while we're standing in line, <laughs> we were talking, and like, she's like, "That's sad. No one's in line for Lou Ferrigno." And, and she's like, kept like talking, like talking about, you know, oh man, that's like, I can't believe that that you know, that's really sad. I guess he's not as popular as I think he is. And like, he's looking at us. Oh, he's reading her lips. Yeah, <laughs> like walk past us, like giving us like the dirtiest of looks. And Nancy, like, had no clue. And, like, later on, she's like, did you know Lou Fredna could read lips? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. He's like, that's why he gave us that dirty look, because he was reading my lips, huh? I'm like, yeah, probably. <laughs> and why didn't you do something? I'm like, what, what, you want me to beat up Lou Fredna for giving you a dirty look because you talk shit about him? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not know? the fight I want to get into. Yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> I've watched him for years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw him fight Bigfoot. He might turn green. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I want none of that smoke. Yeah. You know. Now it's just the bowel coming out. But, you know, I mean, yeah. you know back yeah. then it was different. Yeah. It was so, real. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah. That, that was my encounter with Lou Ferrigno. He's, he got pissed at me later on because we were talking about how sad it was that he didn't have a line. Like, no one's walking up to him. Yeah. That was a that was one of those years where it was like up there in fucking Harmer. Harmer? Yeah. 
Like it was at this like there were a couple of years where the Expo Mart closed. Okay. Because it used to be held at the Monroeville Expo Mart. Yeah. And the Mon- Expo Mart closed and it became all off. It, CVS owns it now. Yeah. And um, the Monroeville Convention Center hadn't opened yet. Yeah. And uh, so for there was like a two year period where they held it up in this like indoor soccer facility in Harmer. And um, I went there twice. I went there one time by myself, and that's when I got Anthony Daniels autograph. Okay. And Mick Foley. Uh-huh. And uh, the second time was, I wanted to get Ray Park, but I didn't. And Nancy wanted to get Lou Ferrigno. Lou. Yeah. That, that was also, and I wish I had gotten it at the time, because like, he passed away not too long after that. It was the, what, Richard, Richard, no. The guy who played uh, Jaws and the Bond movies. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like he scoot- He was scootering around and shit. Oh real? Yeah. He he had been sick for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, but that was like one of those oddball things. Like I, at the time, I was like, yeah, I'm not really that interested. But now I wish I had gotten it. Yeah. Huh. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Um. Oh my goodness. You better hurry up. <laughs> Is there anything you like to add to the proceedings, there, sir? No, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, there. Are... <laughs> You're just bracing for it. I am. I know it's coming. Hurry. There are a number of different ways you can reach out and touch us. Yeah. You send us an email. Um, an email address is <laughs> Did have you missed having me over? Yes, of yeah. course I have. <laughs> Hurry. The email address is pittsburghnerd at yahoo.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Actually, Facebook may be a problem. Uh, apparently that my gray account is they're shutting those down, so I'm gonna have to find some I guess I'm gonna have to create a group. Or something for, okay. But you can find us on Twitter. Just search Pittsburgh Nerd. We're very easy to find, and uh, we are a member of a number of podcasting networks. You can find us on the Tangent Bound Network, um, the Weeby Geeks Network, and the Pod Breed Network. Uh, just give them a Google search. You can find all the other great podcasts they have to offer. Yeah. And lastly, as always, want to thank you, dear listener, for checking us out <laughs> each and every week. I can't thank you enough for that. And uh, we appreciate you taking the time to enjoy us. And so on that note, the dreamer has awakened. Peace.